Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Knobcast. It's all here and it's all football. All the football, all the time. Yes, guys, it's all the football, all of the time. We, we will be discussing the key events from this week's Premier League action. Also be taking your guys' questions in Knobcast. Thank you so much for submitting your excellent questions. We've got some really good ones uh, this week. Not, not, not that they aren't always very good, but I feel like they are particularly good uh, this week. Previewing the Champions League games uh, and, as I say, touching on the main action from the Premier League, including Gasky, a reason why you are so infuriated and why your gears have been well and truly ground. Really have the certain people, bald people, certain bald people have ground my gears. Mm. Is, it, is, is it this bald man? That point is doing it right now. Not that, not that one. No? Not that fraud. Not fraudiola. <laughs> there we go. We will be talking about the key events in that game, the Casemiro red and the two potential penalties for Manchester United. Uh, but we are going to be starting gas game because I ask, ask you to reel it in for a second. Don't, don't worry, you will have your time in the sun to have a shout and a whinge. And we'll pr we might have a debate because we we do disagree on uh, some of those things. So we will be a will be a contentious, heated debate and passionate uh, dialogue on the Knobcast, um, as there always is. But we are going to start with Bournemouth one, Liverpool nil. Gasky, would you like to take this moment to laugh? It's, uh, I mean, I can't say I didn't, I did not enjoy it. I, of course, I did. Obviously, it's still very difficult to take the getting battered, but then them losing is funny and also annoying. Like they just lost to Bournemouth. Why were we so bad? Mm. You know. But yeah, it's it's mental. It just it's the Premier League, isn't it? It's yeah. How a team can go from being so a second half of football, you think, wow, to that. It's incredible. Yeah, and it's it's not the first time it's happened either. I'm pretty sure that when Liverpool put in a very good performance against City and beat them at 1-0 at Anfield, I'm pretty sure the next game they lost at uh, at Nottingham Forest 1-0 again. Um you know to a yeah, newly promoted side. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so it's it this isn't the first time this has happened where they 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 put in their best performance in the season up, up until that point and then decide to just like really build on that momentum uh, by just capitulating and losing to a team that they really should be beating uh, quite comfortably. We will talk about the goal and um, the questionable defending, the fall of Van Dijk question mark. But first of all, Gasky, I'm very guilty of making this uh, mistake. Let's first of all credit Bournemouth and talk about Bournemouth and actually how good they've been this season in relative terms i know that i know they're in the relegation zone but in fairness you know they are a newly promoted side um i think that they have the lowest squad value they, they didn't do a forest where they just like you know went out and, and signed you know a million players they are they do have a very limited squad they also sat their manager very early on due to some uh you know uh basically his uh comments wasn't it his comments yeah ab absolutely yeah. so and and also this is an inter interesting stat that we we just double checked beforehand against like you know the the quote big seven you know the traditional big six plus Newcastle they have scored seven goals uh, against them I know yeah you know they scored twice against Spurs twice against Arsenal they did lose those games but they are capable of scoring goals in those big games so um sh sh shall we just give some credit uh, Gasky how impressed uh, have you been with yeah, those performances in those big games definitely you know like you say not much investment in the squad. They've got the odd, the odd player, but to 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 get goals past these big teams and clearly defensively they're not the best. But then but then finally they seem to have been rewarded for the hard work they put in in these bigger games. 
I remember when they played at Old Trafford and United obviously won 3-0, but they were having they had plenty of chances. They were giving it a go. And that's what you like to see. You don't like to see teams just kind of sit back and take it. Just, you know, give it a go. And that, that was good to watch, you know. And they went one nil up. I mean, I thought the Liverpool turn it around, but they held on. Yeah, yeah. It, it wasn't like the Arsenal game where even though they were 2 nil up, you did feel like Arsenal were just going to go into either get the get an equaliser or ultimately get the win. No, they, they were actually um, decent. Obviously, they got everyone behind the ball. Of, of course, they defended for their lives. Why wouldn't they? Um, you know, they, they are literally fighting for their lives in a relegation battle. Um, so I, I don't want anyone having a go at them uh, for that. And it was really Liverpool's mistakes in terms of not actually capitalising combined with Bournemouth. I'm missing a penalty as well. <clears throat> What's that, sorry? That. Missing a penalty as well on top of that. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah. Of oh, course, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, so... Uh, but but I, either way, I thought that Bournemouth at least deserved um, yeah, a, a point, probably even the win. And yeah, they've actually been really... Uh, impressive against the bigger sides Ap- apart from early in the season when they you know lost like 9-0 oh, no, no. to Liverpool We're completely wrong <laughs> yeah I think they lost um I think it may have been 4-0 to City and then 3-0 oh, early I think it was like, in the like season the, was it the first five games or so they were just getting trounced and yeah. you thought this is going to be a long season for them yeah absolutely but, but they are they are doing all right as I say I, I think basically I've got them to go down I think basically everyone does and they might still go down as it stands. They are yeah. still going down, but they're on the they're same. Yeah, they're, they're, they're trying, yeah, they're, they're playing decent football at times. Uh, they're currently level on points, you know, with Leicester and West Ham, who are obviously much, uh, you know, more financially sound than them, uh, much better players. And I think, given the limited resources in terms of finances and players, I actually think they're doing a really good job. And also, they've got a huge handicap up front. They've got Solanke up front, who is shite um, in yeah. terms of yeah. scoring He's... goals in the Premier League. Um, oh yes, oh yes. So yeah, so so a big shout out to Bournemouth. I, I just I just wanted to say before we touch on uh, the capitulation of Liverpool, uh, and maybe maybe capitulation is too strong a word, but relative to how they were last week, goes to go from seven 0 to this. Gasky, before we will talk about the actual goal and and the missed penalty. Why seven nil to one nil? Why? Uh, beat City, lose to Forest. What's going on here? It, seem, it seems the problem is, <clears throat> like, defensively. Because watching the game, attacking, they were fine. Like, you know, it was no, no, you thought, oh, Liverpool, it's only a matter of time. Then there was one chance where, uh, I can't remember what the guy's name was, was in on goal, went round uh, Allison and missed. But they just the defence just stopped. as if they were waiting for the flag. And it was just, they just stopped and gave up. And then the goal came, and that was just horrendous defending. You know, Van Dijk just, again, just doesn't want to put a tackle in, and Trent lets the marker run past him. So it's just that goes all wrong there. And then after that, just nothing, nothing was going right for them. They didn't even, you know, they were, they were horrendous. And then, and then I think, I feel like the missed penalty rounds up the performance, really, of like, oh, it's not gone great for you. Oh, look, you got a penalty. Fantastic. First one of the season, I think, for Liverpool. Pussy wide. Kind of rounds up the match. Yeah. But but like but why why is that the case? Because yeah. it, is it is it a mentality issue? Is it sort of a thing of we you know uh, we we can get ourselves up and ready for like a big game at home against City at home against United? I, I know they lost against Madrid, but even at home against Madrid, you know they did go two 0 up. But then in, in like less than a week later, they go and drop points in games which they really should be winning, and they put in like yeah. terrible performances. Yeah, it's just just. It just doesn't make sense. Like you put all that effort in against rivals, and then you come up against 
arguably the easiest match because at the time they were bottom, Bournemouth, mm. and just put in a horrendous performance. It, yeah, it's, it amazes me why, why that would happen. It's just, it's just so odd. It must be so frustrating because you get yourself back into a top four push, really good win away against Newcastle, really good win uh, against United. Um, Spurs drop points as well in that week. And, and then it's like, right, now we've got to build on this. Another easy three points. And, and, and then that happens. Um, a lot's been made of like the uh, stats and the XG that uh, Liverpool accumulated. But I, I do just want to point out that Bournemouth had more expected goals from open play than Liverpool did. So it's not like this was a, a complete and outrageous battering. Most of that expected goals comes from the missed penalty. Um, and, penalty. and there was that one off the line, wasn't there? That was from a corner. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So um, Bournemouth, you could actually argue, like, actually, actually created more in, in terms of like higher quality yeah. chances from uh, open play. Uh, so it's, it's a really weird situation. And you touch on the goal. Let's talk about it now. Because, I mean, we've talked about Trent all, you know, loads and it's really bad defending from him. Obviously, he just like watches it like there's no we, we know the issues with Trent and we have so, all, also discussed Van Dyke's issues. I might be about to make a bold statement. Here he comes. Here he comes now. Right. Ha, or question rather, has Van Dyke like gazumped and hoodwinked everyone into thinking that he was like one of like the greatest Premier League defenders of all time because he was world-class for two seasons. But now, and even before then, he's, he's he, now especially, he's been stinking up the gaff. So is, we're, talk, we're, we're going to be talking about underrated players later, in respect of legacy, is Van Dyke arguably one of the most overrated defenders of the Premier League era? Question mark. I, That's a I, very loaded I, statement. I would agree with you on that because I would say over the two seasons last, you know, the two seasons where you'd say he was immense. Yes, he was one of the best in the world. But as we've said previous, two years isn't enough for a career. You need to be at like six or seven years to prove, you know, at the top level to be considered a world, world class and one of the best. Two years and then to doggy doo doo is not. <laughs> I just forgot what was different. No, I that. Enjoy that one. You can enjoy that one. Um, is not good enough. You know, okay, he, he had his injury, and after that, he seems to have just crumbled. And it can happen to players, but yeah. but it doesn't. It doesn't change the fact that he like what people always say the aura defending he does. It, it doesn't make sense. Like that that I, don't, I apologize to any Bournemouth fans, but I can't remember what his name was. That right winger was all over them. Mm -hmm. kind of you know he, he just was running at him and you thought Van Dyke, you won't get past Van Dyke here he just kind of strolled past him and yeah it's as if them two years have gone and now I feel like a lot of fans are still like I think it's a lot of hope I think there's a lot of them are like I can't I don't want to criticise Van Dyke because he's been amazing I'm going to just keep I'm going to stay quiet about it I'm not going to comment on saying that he's completely past it because it's been a while and it's been all it's been a while now hasn't it it's been like a season and a half maybe mm -hmm. since he's been amazing yeah, so, like he, he was good last season. I would, I would probably say he was the best centre half in the league last season. But I wasn't really saying that much because I, th I thought I don't, I don't think there were that many good options last season. Um, it was very underpowered. It was kind of underpowered, wasn't it? Hundred percent. Yeah, definitely. Echoed. But this, this year, it's been, it's been horrendous. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just, it's really weird. And I appreciate he's had the injury. Obviously, you know, an ACL. He, 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 he ruptured his ACL or tore. I don't know what the technical term is. He did his ACL in. 
Um, and I appreciate that's a, a huge injury. Um, but if you want to be considered in, like, you know, the, the top debates with the like with the big boys like you know john terry for example uh you do need that longevity and i don't even know what the injury would actually do, apart from like your pace really because the, yeah. the, the acl injury shouldn't prevent van dyke from committing to a challenge really should it like he's not, he's not too passive but no definitely because if you think about all past players that have had bad injuries they've been consistent injuries from then on and they've never had a chance to get back at their career. Primon's like, Primon's um, Ronaldo. You know, he was a fantastic player and he kept getting injuries and injuries and he couldn't put, he's still world class, but he couldn't push on to being where he could have potentially have been. But Van Dijk's one injury and he's back. He's playing now. So it's not like, he, if he's still in a nickel, he shouldn't be playing. Yeah. So he, you either put the 100% effort in or you don't bother. But he was doing it all. See, he did it, he did it in the... It was the United game, wasn't it, at Old Trafford, where he just didn't close it down. He just put his hand behind his back and stood there. Yeah, uh, uh, the infamous aura. He did it before that injury, yeah, exactly. And it's, it doesn't make any sense to me if that's, if that's his way of defending. Yeah, and all I can really give him is, well, maybe he's lost some pace because if you do your ACL and you can't you know, run as hard or fast or whatever. Yeah, exactly. But, again, the best defenders find a way. John Terry, towards the end of his career, he, he lost his pace and he was like slow as dog well but... not, not even just that that era real Ferdinand wasn't he was, he was quick he wasn't rapid Vidic wasn't really rapid exactly because well, they adapted the era, their game yeah. to you, you have to if you as I say the best players adjust their game and are able to predict and go right I need, I need to be there because I know I'm not going to be able to beat him for pace so I now need to think yeah. two steps ahead yeah I think a lot of midfielders as well like Xavi and Iniesta ran the show for Barcelona they were fast they just had a brain so mm. yeah, yeah. So it's 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 a really weird one. I, I, I've I've sort of ran out of sympathy for Van Dyke. Uh, he has just yeah. stank up the gaff this season, and some of it is appreciate. Sometimes you can have bad games. Sometimes you know you need support from your midfielders. It yeah. doesn't it doesn't help if you've got a trend in the back four. But it is unforgivable at times. Like yeah, it's bordering on like yeah. the laziness. Because when he was well, when he was in them seasons when you were like he's one of the best in the world. He made other defenders look good, and that's how good he was. You knew, like, when Gomez was next to him, and you'd mm. be like, look how good he is. He's making Gomez look good. That's what good players do. And when he's doing bad, the defence does bad. And that's, you know, and that's the problem you've got. If he's doing bad now, it's like, well, you're going to have to go and get someone else who's going to do it. Canati is too young to kind of have that pressure and be that good, so... Yeah, it's a it's a very weird one. If if we're talking about, you know... And, and also, here's a game to play with, you know, when when you're talking about you know, Van Dyke in, in this context. Impossible challenge. Talk about Van Dyke in this context without using the words prime and peak. Impossible challenge. You you literally can't. That's the only way you can discuss him. Because, you know, if we are talking about his the, the absolute peak in terms of his best ever season, I do think, if we're being fair, that, what was it, the uh, the ninth, the, uh, was it the 18-19 season it, where he yeah. nearly won the Ballon d'Or? That, yeah. that was probably the best season ever from a centre-back in Premier League history. Oh, definitely. Yeah. But, but doing it for one year doesn't put you in a legacy of best ever, you know, Premier League players. Exactly. Yeah. Like, it's like for it's like for example, let's be fair. Haaland breaks the records this season, and if he was to leave in the summer to Real Madrid, okay, he's had one of the best seasons ever for a striker. But it doesn't put him in the Hall of Fame legacy of the other players because yeah. he's got one year. Hundred percent. Yeah. That's how it goes. Mm -hmm. He'd just be like a, he'd be a footnote rather. Oh, no, than... he'd be like, yeah, exactly. He'd be like he 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 came broke records and broke it off. Yeah, you've got you've got to have the whole package for me. You've got you've yeah, got exactly. to have the prime, exactly. the peak, and also the longevity. 
yeah, of yeah. it as well. And if, if you just we'll see what happens next season. Maybe we're you know being too harsh on him, but he, he is getting on. Yeah. But how old is Van Dyke? Is he twenty nine? I think he's thirty. Is he? I thought he was thirty one. Shall I have a, an investigation? Um, he is. He is. He was born in. Where, where's where's his age? There is. Thir- oh yeah, you're right. Thirty one. Uh, and he'll be 32 this July, actually. So for a centre back, it isn't you know world class centre backs at that age. Could, like you say, read the game. So when they're the pace goes, you can still play to a high level. Yeah. If if this so. deterioration carries on, it's more than just always getting on. Like he sh- this deteriorate this deterioration shouldn't be happening this rapidly, regardless of an injury no. or exactly. or age. So something needs to go on there. Uh, perfectly happy to take it back next season if he gets back to the levels, but uh, we haven't seen it so far. But well, there we go. That is the uh, Bournemouth-Liverpool situation. Uh, again, uh, shout out Bournemouth, who actually did bits. Speaking of bits, Gasky's bits are in a twist because Manchester, Uni- <laughs> Manchester United nil, Southampton nil. Uh, United were down to 10 men for the majority of this game. Contentious red card, contentious penalties. Um crossbar hit many times let's not really talk about the game gas because I, I think it's fair to say not really much happened it, in that I respect would, i would basically if we talk about the game i'd say it's fair result yeah there we go i don't know how it was nil nil should have been about three all but yeah. i would say a draw is a fair result yeah so let's let's talk about the more the more interesting side of things and uh and this is where this is where it's we build in the ground your gears section because you you messaged me in fact saying how on earth is that a red card? Oh. So talk me through yeah. it uh, and tell me your thoughts. Well, I've well, I put more thought into it and I split it up into three different kind of sections, right? Okay. So to start with, if you look at that the decision, we'll talk about the red card, right? On its own. So let's say it was the, one of the first football matches and there's no context around it. It's one match. Yes. Right. That, I could say, I understand why people would say it's a red. Uh, uh, but in my head, I'd be like, it's a bad yellow. You know, it's like, okay, oh, he's gone over the top of the ball there. It's a bad challenge. I've seen worse. I've seen, seen reds given. I've seen not given. And I would, I would be like, fair enough. But my problem is, in the space of 24 hours, the same person on VAR did not give a red card at Leicester. Leicester against Chelsea, right? And that was 10 times worse. And that's in the space of 24 hours. Hmm. Again, if this comes to what Tenaga was saying, it's just not consistent enough. It's horrendous. And we've said this many times. And it's frustrating. And then the other argument is about the re-refing of the game. This is what they said they wouldn't do. You can agree, can't you, that Casemiro got the ball to start with? He's got the ball. Yes. Yeah? It's, it's a, it's he's a question cha- of the he's changed the, di- he's changed the direction of the ball through the tackle, which the referee has seen. The referee has given a free kick and a yellow card. So the referee has seen it, and he's decided that's that. The ref- VAR's then re ref that game. They've watched it and gone, you've got that. But he's seen it because he's given a free kick. If he didn't, in my, if VAR wanted to get involved in a fair way in my head, then he should have played on because he's got the ball. And then let VAR look at it and go, oh, actually, no, he's, took it, he's got him in the shin there. You need to go and look at that. But for me, he's given a yellow and he's given a free kick. So clearly he's seen something in that tackle to be able to think there's a yellow card there. So hmm. VAR has then re-refed that decision rather than, oh, you made a mistake there. They've, they've you know, refing the game for him. That's my problem with the whole thing. Not, right. That's my issue. Okay, so interesting. So you're not, you're not actually arguing that it's not a red card. You're arguing... 
at the time, it was frustrate. I was frustrated at the time, so I probably. This is, but this is because the day before <laughs> I seen these been... shitty. <laughs> the day before I seen these shitty decisions, yeah, yeah. and that's what irritated me. I was like, yesterday no red cards, and that's a red, and that's why I was infuriated. But then when you rewatch all, I'm like, right, I can understand, but not on the basis of 24 hours before the same. You know, I always say like, oh, it should be the same people in VAR, so the decisions are you know consistent. It was the same guy in 24 hours. Mm. One's, one's an ankle breaker and one is gone at your shin, which you doubt you could break your ankle from that or break your leg from that. It's a bad challenge. And then the reaction from the players as well and Casemiro's distraught. The, he's hooking the Southampton players. So clearly they, they, they feel for him and they're probably thinking, probably not a red or something. Mm-hmm. So it's just the whole thing's just weird. Yeah, I think... Uh, I, I think I agree with you. Yeah, that's that surprised me because I, th- I thought we were going to have a debate about whether it was a red or not. But I, th- I, no, think, no. I, I think I agree with you that... For me, it is it is a red card. Um, he it is. I don't think there's in, there's no intent. I don't think Casemiro is going out to hurt him, but intent's not really relevant. Uh, it, it is high. Uh, it, it is studs up. He's he's um, ball. He's, he's he's gone round for a simple tackle and he's balled it up. Yeah. If he's if he connects the ball properly, he's just sweeping the ball from his foot. He's balls it up and he's got him on the shin. Yeah, I think it's more it's more reckless out of. Uh, ignorance than malice yeah. if, it, if it was the other way around i wouldn't i would say he's a lucky boy if he didn't get sent off if someone didn't get sent off that's oh if it was another game not you know, if i was a neutral yeah i wouldn't you wouldn't be like how has he not been sent off it's more of a hmm yeah I, but I, I do totally agree with your point yeah. of that surely like there does need to be some i mean two wrongs don't make a right obviously but there does well, exactly, need to be exactly. some consistency and you know, as as fans, that's that's all you really want. You you want the games yeah. to be refed in a fair manner, and you do want the, the same sort of degree, especially if it's from the same person. You, I, I wonder if me, I wonder if maybe you say it was the same person from both VARs, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's the same guy. I wonder if maybe there's a bit of sort of revisionism where he's yeah, thinking he's watched it afterwards and gone, I should have given that. Yeah, and then he's, he's he's but then that's an issue with concentration. He's like, oh, I'm going to concentrate even more on this next game. Yeah, or, or maybe you know, so, he, yeah, he yeah, like yeah. saw the grief. Maybe more, maybe he's had a conversation yeah. with someone, and they've gone, ah, actually, that should have been a red. And he'll go, okay. He sees the Casemiro challenge. He goes, ah, similar situation. Not going to make the same mistake. I'm going to give yeah. a red card. And maybe that's where the consistencies arise. Yeah. I'm not sure, um, but it, it's not. It's not good either way. And we actually have a, a good question later about uh, from Will in Nobgas about you know what what do we think about like the standard of refereeing. Uh, it it does it does it's not just me. It has been particularly bad this year, hasn't it? No, it has been awful. I'm sorry, but like in my head, if you're bringing the best players in the world to come and play in the best league, get the best refs in it. Sign the them up. The Sign, Sign the Germans yeah. or whatever. It's like you watch you watch European football, right? Okay, sometimes you have you thinking that refs crap, but for the most part, no it's be- much no better. Shit, yeah. Like I think it was, I think it was, I think it was the United Barca game where the referee they're giving him abuse in the air. The referee doesn't even look at him and just calls you like card, shut up, and walks off. That's what you want. Show that you're not you're not going to take no for an answer or anything. Definitely, definitely, and that's where I think that football can learn from rugby. I think we talked about this before. Yeah, I'm not yeah. Hu- I'm not a huge rugby watcher, but what I do love is the fact that the players. Sorry. Mic them up as well. Yeah, they mic them up. Yeah. up. Yeah, so you can actually hear. And that happened. I, I, I don't know what it was, but that happened recently at a football game. I, I saw a clip of it. I can't. Well, there was one in Australia. Maybe where it was he that. was mic'd up and he was. And he, and he was explained the decision. It, yeah. He explained the decision to the like yeah. the, uh, the the crowd like live, which I thought they, was brilliant. Yeah, he was saying it, and he was talking with the the VAR guy, and then he went, "Okay, I'm going to do this." And then he says to the players, "Like, this is what I've done. This is why." Yeah, I think that would be good. And so, so the yeah. we, we so that the crowd can get 
so they know what's going on and so the the viewers at home can see what's going on but also like in rugby there's there's a clear there's a clear respect of players to the referees they call the referee sir oh. And, they, yeah. and, you know, and even though they're these towering, terrifying rugby players looming over this, like, tiny little man, they're still totally respectful to him because it's just a different... That's clearly a culture issue, isn't it? Yeah, um, there's, a lot, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of things, I feel, in other sports that they should put in football, potentially, like, simbins and stuff. For, you know, for, like, you know, for abusing the referee, you get simbin for five minutes, ten minutes, and then you do mm. it again. You get... That's when you get, like, a, you get sent off for, or for, like, the rest of the game and you can't come back on. Yeah, you get subbed off rather than sent off. You get right, you know, you subbed off. Bring someone on. I've, for him. I've got a good rule. I've got a good law that I've just invented. So if you get a yellow card for like the next fifteen minutes, you have to wear like weighted shoes, <laughs> or like you know, like a weighted jacket. No, <laughs> he wasn't no, making it no, regardless no. of play. <laughs> I know. You know, like weighted ankle weights. You know, like some people put on to like strengthen their legs or whatever. You've got to put those on for like 10 or 15 minutes. And... You're just some guy that's like he's trouncing in mud. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I mean, you know, not, not so much that they can't move their legs, but, you know, so much that it's irritable and so that, they, you know, yeah, it slows yeah. them down. I think that would yeah. be quite funny. Or, you know, they've got to like carry like a rake or something yeah. around and they can't put down the yeah. rake. Carry away and just go, dish. It's sort of got the head, like, yes, no, they're not allowed to use it, but they just have to carry it. And, like, and it's got this, like, really awkward <laughs> thing they're holding. Me. Yeah. So, you know, some sort of, like, more elaborate punishments. Can you think, <laughs> if you if you could think of an elaborate punishment for a yellow card, Gasky? Elaborate you punishment? Have? Yeah. Um, you... you have to wear, they have to wear them beer goggles for 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> just <laughs> pop up and into people, like, guys, around the circle. That's good. I like that, yeah. <laughs> Definitely more. Hopefully, the FA are watching this podcast and they will be able to uh, take in uh, our suggestions. Yes, That's... we're really serious about this <laughs> FA. Come on, <laughs> we just want to improve the game. That's all it is. <laughs> Uh, and, and so, yeah, so that's the right, Carl. Let's also touch on the other decisions, because I, I actually don't know your thoughts on yeah. this. Uh, but there were two other penalty incidents, one being a, ha a potential handball. Yeah. Uh, thoughts on that? that? That one's a weird one because at the time I didn't think, oh, no. But. Uh, if you think if you think of it, you haven't seen you don't seem to get given in them situations. But then also you've got I think you've got to be people always go he's not done it deliberately. No one handballs the football deliberately in football. No one does mm. it deliberately. So always an Maradona and Suarez. Oh yeah. Um, but then he's he's played it. He's going to the horse. He stops it with his hand. Even if he slipped, I think I think this needs to. I think this is the law. I think this is the law more than the decision. You need to think right. Look, okay, you've slipped, but you've stopped a goal scoring opportunity with your hand. But, but don't forget, hand. it does come off his tits first. It comes off the chest first and onto his arm. Yeah, and that's why it comes to consistency again, because in Europe, United got screwed over against Sociedad for that. Yeah. So it comes and, back and, and, to that, and that was wrong. Thing. That was stupid, yeah, I thought. the whole situation. Yeah. So, yeah, it's that one I didn't think much of it, to be honest with you. Yeah, and, and then the other one was uh, the, oh, the, Rash the Rashford one. Where Rashford was allegedly... Did he it, dive? Did it, he... This is, it, see, this is a funny one, because the keeper's come out for it. Is it... We watch the replay slowly. You can see he's clipped his foot with his knee, mm. and it's one of those where, like, it's the tiniest bit of contact. But then it's you see again. You've seen them given where they go as the contact. Yes, there is right penalty. And sometimes some VAR people might go, no, yeah, not having that. It's not enough there. Again, it's just consistency. Every decision is consistency. You need the same every game. I think for me, that shouldn't be a penalty because the ball is clearly gone. And it's going yeah. out of play. So it, but, it's still, 
yeah, the whole argument is if the ball's going out of play and it's gone, the keeper's come out and he's still caught him. And it's like, yeah, I understand he's going out of play. He's still come out flying and caught him. Mm. It's, it's, it's the, to me, it's the argument of how much contact is enough contact. Yeah. You know? Because if he, if he came out quicker, the keeper, and he caught him clearly on his foot, you're giving a penalty, isn't it? No matter where the ball's gone. Yeah, I think it's it, maybe so, it's partly it's... because uh, Basnu um, makes a clear effort to try to no. take his leg away yeah, from Rashford. No, he's tried, to, he's tried to stop, yeah. That's what I mean. There's no, there's no, in, like, these decisions, there's no intent, there's no cheating involved. It's just, it's just unlucky, really. It's unlucky situations that have happened. Mm -hmm. You know? Indeed. So, you know, you feel a little bit more, a bit more chill now. You've aired your grievances. I'm glad it's, I'm glad it's on my system. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The only thing that frustrates me the most is it's, it's, it was a good. What annoyed me the most is right because I, when I try and watch matches, you know, I support United, but I like to watch as a neutral. I like to watch a good game of football. Mm -hmm. The match was great. It was a good game. It was end to end, and then it's just gone because of that. When yesterday games can play on from something not as bad, and it's just the whole thing was just a mess. I felt decision it was just ridiculous yeah definitely um yeah it's still going to get third quite comfortably though aren't they yeah i mean it's getting it's getting, getting a bit spicy now and now they haven't got me off for three games in the league so four well four the fa cup it misses the fa cup yeah because it's yeah. the second red isn't it so yeah um uh, what are the games he misses are there any important uh, ones newcastle away oh which is the, that's the only one and then brentford at home and then uh, fa cup game uh fulham at home and the fa cup and another home game okay. i can't remember they play mm-hmm uh, yeah, he's back by Forest away. I can't remember what the other home game is, though. Oh, Everton at home. Ah, okay. We shall yeah. see if... Uh, so, McFred for uh, an extended it, period. It's looking like, it's looking like McFred, yes. Mm -hmm. That's really an area that United need to strengthen in the summer, isn't oh, it? Back-up defensive midfielder. It, yeah, but it, this is this is what happens, isn't it? You know, you get a new manager, and if you get someone who's actually going to rebuild a team and let him rebuild, it's going to be seasons where you're going to be limited force in certain positions. Mm -hmm. Like... The amount of chances they create in matches and they don't put the goal in the ball in the net is because they need a nine. Mm -hmm. I, had, I had this discussion because I went to the Betis game, didn't I? And I had this discussion with my brother about this. Where, where does they know about Harry Kane needs to leave Tottenham really to you know to be able to win trophies? And it, it it's lined up to come to United. The rebuild's happening. You know you've done it with Casemiro. You know you bought Varane. You bought Casemiro. You know prime ready to go. Do the same with Kane. Just go and win stuff now and then get your back up. Quick question. Um, well. Sorry, I keep asking questions because I'm interested. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of debate about who United should get as striker. Um, Harry Kane's been, you know, the probably the most uh, prominent suggestion. There's also uh, Osiman from Napoli, mm -hmm. uh, even Vlahovic from Juve. Uh, the argument being the, the main argument being for uh, Osiman versus Kane being like there's like a I don't know how old, how, how old is he? Is he like 23? I think. I think he's younger than that. Oh, he's even younger. Let's let's have Victor. a let's double check how old he is. He's called Victor as well. What a fantastic name that is. Uh, Victor Rossi, man. It's like Victory, isn't it? He's uh, 24. Oh, he's, oh, he's old. Uh, he's he's 24. Well, yeah. So, yeah. Um, and he's he's a he'll be 25 in December. Uh, so, what are your thoughts on that? Would you rather Harry Kane, who's sort of like he's he's better now, but he's also around five years older? Um, yeah. So you wouldn't get him for as long, or it, it, you sign for the, the future. What, yeah, what do you prefer? The, this is the exact discussion I had with my brother. <laughs> actually, um, I I think where the team's going, I think Kane. If obviously it is, this is not talking about money because if his money's involved, I'd be like no, because Kane. If they want eighty million for Kane, I'd be like just pay a little bit extra and get someone younger who you can kind of nurture. But I think Kane 
for potentially to you know if you know they just won the cup, they might win another cup by the end of the season. Get someone in to keep pushing, to keep you know keep knocking on the league door, the title door, rather than you know and then kind of rebuild at the side potentially is maybe the right way to go. Mm-hmm. I I would I think I think Kane's the more obvious option. And, you know, I would like it's it's one of those debates, isn't it? Like, do you go, do you go, do you risk it, or do you go confidently? Here's someone who's going to get us probably twenty twenty five goals. Mm-hmm. Definitely, so it's a it's an interesting one. It could be Van Persie two point. Oh, it could be. It's the exact same situation. Could be a thing. Um, just briefly on Chelsea, they are now three in a row in all competitions, comfortably mm. beating Dortmund in the end. Um, outplay them in both legs, getting their rewards in the uh, second leg. Um, set through to the quarterfinals. Uh, Gasky, is this bounce back time or it, it's uh, the the cogs? The cogs are connecting. The webs are coming off. Do you reckon? It's all. It seems to all be ticking now, doesn't it? But again, you can't get excited if you're a Chelsea fan. I think you just gotta wait. Let it. Let it keep breathing. Mm-hmm. See what happens. You know, Liverpool keep being on and off. You never know. So, absolutely. And uh, uh, my next video actually should be released in a few days. Will be on Chelsea and why I think it would be a mistake for Chelsea to sack Potter. So, uh, stay tuned for that one, guys. That'll be on the Al Nobbins FC YouTube channel. Uh, and then finally, uh, City and Arsenal both won their games in London. Not really much to you just talk them about. To it. Yeah, just leave them to it. They're, they're in a heart race. We'll yeah. enjoy all the drama. You just do your thing. Exactly, yeah. Arsenal comfortable. <laughs> City less so, but uh, still getting the job. Both teams deserve to win. It's still a five-point gap. Hopefully the gap can reduce the five points, not just from a City perspective, but also just from an interest perspective, because oh yeah, I feel yeah. like there's barely any jeopardy when there's no, when there's more than one game in it. If that makes sense, it's, when, it's, when it's one game, it's more ex- it's more exciting. Yeah, because even you know? if like the, the drop points is like, yeah, but I've got another game to make up for it. I, it's... You know, from your point of view, you'd hate it if it was City five five points because you'd be buzzing. You'd be like, no, we don't want it close. Yeah, of but, course. You know, you do. I'm, you do want yeah, it close. Yeah, I'm just from a football fan yeah. perspective. It would yeah. be oh, yeah. more interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I'm feeling like the relegation battle is more interesting this season so far. It's um, very spicy. Very yeah. spicy. Hopefully that changes. There we go, guys. That was a cheeky roundup of this week's games. Every football team will be playing football several times and in various combinations. No mini games this week because we've got a very long knob gas section. We're actually going to be starting with the probably the longest question, Gasket. This is where we're going to have to rack our brains together and work together. Because yeah. Pim's asked a very good question, but it's a very long question potentially. And he asks, can you do an underrated team of the season, i.e. players who haven't got the credit they deserve this is tricky me and me and gassy can't watch every single game of every single match so there's definitely going to be loads of oh, got two eyes and a job sorry <laughs> there's gonna be there's gonna be loads of players that we inevitably miss out from like the you know uh mid table and lower the list. so get your suggestions in the comments you know who, who do you think should make this team um but well, let's work together gassy shall we um yeah. i think we're both happy with the keeper aren't we yeah uh david Rea in goal brentford yeah I, I, think. I, I like him a lot i and potentially genuinely future united keeper that could be interesting i, I he's i think he's perfect replacement literally uh, he's got a good beard yeah. as well uh, obviously good at distribution well, exactly. got to keep beards going beard. <laughs> keeper and beard seem to be the new the new thing isn't it in it yeah and uh does edison have a beard maybe that's where he's going wrong i do not think edison does have a beard if he does join the club and the beard club yeah ex- exactly uh, yeah so uh, and uh brentford have got to have at least one uh, player in, in well, the, i yeah. feel like any i feel like every team every overachieving team needs to have one at least yeah um 
and, and also it's gonna be tricky because people have different dis- thoughts on what's rated overrated underrated oh, yeah. yeah um so we, we will come to that when we uh come to it as well left back gasket i want ake to be in the team yeah i think that's fair he come in coming out of position you know considering a lot of people go yeah he's done nothing ake since he's joined city and he's coming he's to a team after, you know cancel has gone and he's playing of you know like eight eight nine out of ten so yeah yeah I'm, for, i'd happily agree with that yeah for, and for me he's been the best left back in the league this season i think he's been actually amazing uh he's been good and yeah I, and some people don't some people who aren't city fans still don't quite understand how good uh, he is that's the only city player i'm putting in though you know it's because he it's because he's nathan Ake and used to play for bournemouth that's why they'll, they'll just ignore the fact that and just be like yeah he's exactly Exactly. Uh, and uh, I'm just thinking of uh, other clubs at the top level. Let's let's throw an Arsenal player in there who we both agree on, Gasky. Do you, do you remember who that is? Arsenal? Trossard? Oh, Tross- oh, I thought we were going for the defence. <laughs> You're just throwing players in. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Yeah, Trossard. Trossard. Going for him, you know, playing playing well for Brighton and then go, changing teams is always difficult and he's, again, what, three assists in the first half yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. He was good at Brighton as well, and also he, seem, he could be the difference maker in this title race for Getting a squad player like that in January could be the yeah. title win. And he can, he, he's also so fluid, isn't he? He can play centrally, he can play on either oh, wing, yeah, it he seems. He's, he's really good. Uh, really, that's a huge, Maybe missing out on Mudrick was a huge win for Arsenal, really, because he seems to be a much more useful yeah. uh, player, yeah. that's for sure. Um I'm just having a look at the clubs just to see who else we can take players from yeah. Gasket. I think we're both in agreement that probably no one from United or Spurs is really underrated I would, I this season. I would, yeah, I won't say anyone that's been like, yeah. Uh, I'd say I'd say uh, the only player for another player for United potentially, based on previous seasons where he's not been good. I'd say maybe Fred mm-hmm. has been very good, but would you say he's underrated? But I suppose he's underrated this season. Maybe because he's been very he's been very good considering what he used to be like, but that could just be like comeback yeah, type thing. I think I think he has than... I think he did become the butt of many jokes. He did, um, and he's kind of he's pushing that butt out now. He's now yeah. back to Pastor Fred. Yeah, but uh so, but, but underrated is probably not I think there are probably right other, other better time. options, I yeah. think. Yeah. Um yeah. Uh, well that's not... many, really. no, definitely no one from Spurs and certainly none from Liverpool either. Uh right. no, it's not a thing. Um, uh, should we go back to the defence? Because I, I think the, I think you had a couple yeah. of suggestions. Yeah, um, I had a suggestion Anthony Robertson for right back, even though he had a horrendous game yesterday. Ro- Robinson. Uh, Robinson, sorry, not Robinson, Robinson. Um, but I felt the games I've seen, he's played very well. You know, Fulham are on the rise, playing really well. I thought he's mm. been really good at right back. Uh, I think he's a left back. Is he a left back? I thought yeah. He's Pretty sure he maybe is. I, maybe I'm completely wrong there. Are you thinking of, right I think you're thinking of Tete. Well, I was thinking, you know, I'm thinking of him, but oh. I thought he played right back. Okay, no, Maybe he, play right he back. plays left because, right right. um, <laughs> uh, well, I want, uh, I want, speaking of left and left footers, another left footer, I want Chelsea's Badia Shile to be in there. Yeah, he's been, because, yeah, he's been, since he's come in, he's been good. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm writing out the team, by the way, Badia Chile, however it's pronounced. Yeah, because uh, he, he uh, uh, I think it was in the West Ham game especially when I thought he had a really good game. In, not, not even necessarily defensively in terms of building out from the back. Yeah. Um, I, I thought I think he's been really good. It's, it's such a shame that he's not involved in the Champions League squad. Um, yeah, they, they had to do some out, didn't they? Yeah, exactly. So I think Koulibaly took his place instead, which is fair yeah. enough. You're a more experienced player and stuff. So I always feel like underrated is it a player that you don't hear about and he's just getting on with his business because that's what he's doing. He's You know, he doesn't do anything sparkling, but he just does it. Mm-hmm. 
does it well. Absolutely. Um, we've got to get a, at least one Newcastle player in here. I, I feel yeah, like. Yeah. Who, who who are the obvious ones from Who's Newcastle? Is, is Trippier underrated? It's, mm, it's a... I say rated. I say rated. You, but you no were... one says he's no one says he's crap, and no one says he's yeah. amazing. I guess, I guess maybe it's say based on expectations going into the season. You wouldn't well, expect, expect yeah, him to be this. I good. would say no. I wouldn't expect him to be as good as he is. Yeah. For that reason, should we put in Trippier? Because I'm, struggle, say, I'm struggling to think of another yeah, right back. Underrated for the season, yeah. Yes, yeah. Let, let's yeah, let's extend because it's it's tricky yeah. with the whole meaning of overrated, yeah. underrated. Blah, blah, blah. So we just need a, a left back. How about Ben Mee from Brentford? Back. Just going two left, but just going just going pure left back. Pure. We've got just yeah, we, 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 yeah, we've got three left footers. Three left footed. That's all right. All in left footers. Unless unless there's another centre half that you'd like to put in instead of him. Just, uh, just if the listeners didn't know, uh, Nobbins is actually left-footed, and that's probably why he loves them so much. <laughs> well, you say I'm left-footed. And, and you, but you, you're both-footed. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, but, but bad with Whatever both. foot's the closest to the ball. Yeah. <laughs> but you know when we play heads and volleys, if yeah. you, you need a strong foot, right, don't yeah. you? Yeah, so you need to say that you've got yeah. a weak foot for argument's sake. So for argument's sake, I say, well, my strong foot is my left foot, so I half-volley with my right foot, you know, for argument's sake. But yeah. well, they're both <laughs> equally as strong slash equally as weak. Yeah. <laughs> that's the thing uh, yeah so we need another centre half if you don't want uh, Ben Mee we can have I uh, can't think anyone you can, you can have that one we, uh, who else might there be full uh, of Fulham centre halves I can't remember uh, oh, Reem. Tim Ream guys alright mm. Tim Ream's alright I don't like Ream he's got dusty hair who plays with him who plays uh, oh uh, that Adrabio, that City that City former City yeah. player he, he's I, I think he's only uh, okay to be honest um I don't know why I'm looking at Wolves yeah, players there. Dusty. It's tougher. It's tougher. Anyone Push else out. who Push might out. be interesting? Uh, I don't know. I, I shall look at... Um, Can't believe I'm going... Uh, what? Dunk eight. from Brighton. Yeah, because Brighton haven't seen him in ever. Let's have Dunk in. Yeah. Dunk on him. Dunk. Yeah. Right, so that's our, that's our defence sources. Yeah. So we need uh, the wingers and three midfielders. Well, let's stick with Brighton, shall we, Gasky? Because I want to put yeah. in... Uh, yeah, well, yeah, I was going to say a different Mikoma. player, but you're absolutely right. Yeah, oh, let's pop him. Mikoma as well, he's been, he has been immense. You see, that's he's one where you might argue he's being rated at the moment, not underrated, but he got it, aren't you? Yeah, I, I guarantee so, no, no one was talking about Matoma no. um, before this season, so I think definitely he should get in there. Uh, if we can have him on the left, I do, I do want another Brighton player. I want McAllister to be in there. McAllister, yeah. Can we have him in there as, as like sort of number ten, maybe? Alistair. Absolute scenes. So we've got, uh, not to be confused with McAllister, it's Mac uh, Alistair. Mac. Uh, so that's that's my Brighton fix sorted. You guys know how much I love Brighton. Well, just... the, the midfield I was thinking of was Onana for Everton. I know Everton don't play well, but he's been very that's good. That's a really good shout. I like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He can be our sort of defensive midfielder, yeah, the, can't he? Over, mid, over midfielder, though. Yes. I mean, obviously, we said, we said Pereira for Fulham. He's been good. Oh yeah, he's been good as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I was thinking the, but they're the bottom of the prem, so it's tough. But that that guy, the Southampton bloke, Olavia. Uh, yeah, he's been good as well. He's been good. Even on yeah. their bottom. Yeah. But um, then um, it's hard because I, I want to get another. I want to get another Brighton player in, but it's hard. There's just so <laughs> many. <laughs> uh, it's so hard. But yeah, yes, uh, I, I like the. Um... Technically, you've got Trossard as well. He's Brighton slash Arsenal. Play yeah, right good point. That. Yeah, let's yeah. have. We have. I don't think we've got a Fulham player in yet. So let's have Pereira yeah, in there. So what we've got? So, so striker left. 
Oh, I, I've popped Trossard at striker. Uh, oh, so, okay. So we need oh, another Unless you want to pop him on the right, so we can either have a striker just, or a winger. I don't know. I'm trying to think of who else, who else could be. So let's have Pereira there. This is a, this is a cheeky team. A very cheeky team. Uh, yeah, so we either need a right winger or a striker now, and then this team will be complete and sorted. I've, I've, I've I, I spoke to you before about I, Ivan Tony is another tricky one because... He's, he's a weird one, like... He's... I feel he's very rated. Yeah, because he also but, had like a good first season as well, didn't he? So it's yeah, not like it was unexpected for him to be this uh, good. Yeah. But then I'm all, I always think like he should he should be at a bigger team. Definitely. I, I want I want he, him to go to Chelsea. Potentially, I'm calling it now, potentially replace Harry Kane if Kane goes to United. Ooh, that, that would actually be a really good signing, to be fair. That would be really good. Yeah, I'm, right yeah. now, listen here. Podcast number whatever this is. Gatsky says this is what's going to happen. That's the prediction. I love that. Oh, I know. Uh, maybe what's he called? Uh, I don't know how it's pronounced. But he plays for Leeds. Is it Gnotto? 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 Oh, Nonto. He's been he's been fantastic. Yeah, Willie Nonto. Does he play yeah. right? Does he play right wing? He plays on the wing. He plays on the wing. There you go. We'll pop him in I there do. as well. He's been, yeah, he's been. We can't. We can't forget. He's been very good. Little little midget. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. There we go. That's, that's, so there you go. That's our... Uh, thank you for the oh, question, Tim. This is our underrated Premier League 11 based off this season and sort of like, you know, expectations. Blah, blah, blah. So we've got Brentford's Raya in goal. Or City's Ake at left-back. Badia and Dunk at centre-half. Trippier at right-back. Onana, McAllister and Pereira make up the midfield. And then up front uh, on the wings, we've got Matoma and Notto. Uh, and then Trossard centrally. I think that, that's good. Icy team. That's a decent team, Icy yeah. Team. A bit, uh, apologies, I wasn't able to get as many Brentford players as, as I wanted. I think, I think it's, got... it's just a whole, it's a whole tough one, isn't it, yeah. to keep. But we went through some honourable mentions. You know, Absolutely. no one got left out. Players yeah, got mentioned. Yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. And uh, if, if you disagree, or if you feel like there are players who deserve a slot in there, then guys, feel free to let me know uh, in the uh, uh, in the comments section. Uh, let us know in the comments. Uh, and thank you for your comments, Pim. As I say, that was an obgas question. Very nice. Very nice question. Very nice question. Next question. We've already touched on this a little bit. This is from Will. Uh, what's the explanation for the inconsistent VAR decisions this year? Do you think the Premier League has agendas against teams or is it just incompetence? It's incompetence, uh, isn't it? It's incompetence, yeah. I, my, I've always had this argument where I think they've gone all in too soon with you know using VAR for a lot. They could have, I think they should have kept it with your black and white ones, you know, your it is or it isn't, like offside, for example, you know, it's either offside or it's not. Your handballs and your fouls, I think you should have just got got it on lockdown for the offsides, you know, get it quick enough where it's, you know, it's good. And then you start adding bits in. Throwing it all at once clearly is just, you know, it's mental. It's like, it's like with the linesmen now, they're like, the linesmen don't put the fads up and the players are getting annoyed. And sometimes it's daylight and they're not put the flag up and you're like, come on, someone's going someone's gonna to get a bad injury because they haven't put the flag up for something ridiculous. And that's why that has to be on the linesman. Yeah. And just in terms of so, like the uh, agendas elements of that, I think, you know, you know, loads of people think that, you know, oh, it's, uh, I'm being unfair. My team is being unfair. He was born. He was born in Manchester. That's why he's on the United side. I went, how do you know? I think you don't know, do you? So yeah, I, it's I, like. It was, I've seen him. I think Mark Clattenberg was on a podcast, and he was saying like he does. He can't ref. He can't ref Newcastle games. So, so he's said who he supports, and he's not ref a Newcastle game. 
So, you know, referees can't. So it, it's, it's just incompetence. It's just they don't know what they're doing. Let's be fair. They don't. Yeah, there is no, there is no greater conspiracy here. It's just like... Yeah. It's yeah. just all over the place at the moment. Like, just, Stupidity. yeah, you just, you just want to see the same results everywhere. Question that, you know, in terms of... We, we talked about improving the yellow card system by adding ankle weights or a rake. What if... It's actually sort of, sort of a half-serious suggestion. What if... Because you know how there's always like a debate of referees don't actually understand how the game is played, and like you always hear ex players. You to bring your ref to play. <laughs> well, well, that, but uh, well, maybe that. But I was going to say, what if like th in the VAR room there was like a player consultant, you know, someone who used to play the yeah, game. Ex, ex players, I think, need to be. Yeah, because it's. I think the, the big issue is it's like we go back to Casemiro's tackle, right? We don't know how difficult it is to do that. You get into a point where. Players don't want to tackle. They're going to be like, I'm not going to go and slide in because all they have to do is get it a tiny bit wrong and you're going to get me sent off. Yeah. You know, if it, you, know you don't know how tough it is to, to deal with. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not yeah. saying that, you know, they'd have final say, but, you know, they, they could, you know, throw it say, well, where do you, you know, it's well, the classic what do you think, one of... What do you think of this as a player? Yeah. As an ex-player? And they go, yeah, in my, in my situation, this is what I would have felt. I feel like he's, you know, for like the, so one player might say for the Casemiro decision, you know, I feel that, that he's he's going too rough there, you know. He's going out of control from based on how I used to tackle, you know that type of thing. Or he might have gone, oh no, he's gone in. That's absolutely fine. That you know he's just got the ball a bit wrong. You know he's not going in with any malice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, that's the player consultants could work. Yeah, make it happen. Make it happen. And, and the obvious example is like you know when like a, when a footballer jumps and their arms go. And then, like, the ball hits yeah. them or something. And it's like, oh, yeah. penalty. It's like, where and do you want him to put his arms? As well. When they slide to block something, where do you want, yeah, where do you want his arm to go? He's not yeah. going to slide like a pencil, is it? Yeah, so oh, that might be interesting. Uh, Kante, uh, thank you for your question, Will. Kante asks, if the current bottom three in the Premier League and the current top three in the Championship uh, go to the Premier League, as well as the current uh, top three in League One, who would survive in the Premier League uh, and who would get relegated? Um, interesting one from Kante. I don't watch Le League One in any way, so I think we both agree uh, they'd just get relegated. I would, I would say, right, so if there's a League of Nine... Yeah. I would say them three would be bottom. Yeah. Um, then I would say... Top would be... Ooh, it's a, t it's a tough one. So it's Bournemouth, Leeds, Southampton, Burnley. I would probably push Burnley I'd have Burnley up top, to be honest. I'd yeah. Burnley top. Yeah, yeah. Bur I'd probably go Burnley, Leeds. I'm having Bora. And maybe Bora, yeah. And Bora and Carrick's Bora. Carrick's a monster at the moment. Mm. Yeah, because. Well, I think nine games played when he came in charge and they were 21st. And they're now four points off Sheffield United. And there was a gap of about God knows how many points. Exactly, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So Chubak Palmer's top goal scorer. You know, he's got his top goal Choo scorer. Choo Choo! The boy. Choo Choo. Choo Choo. I'm <laughs> uh, up the borough uh yeah so i don't watch the championship either but i'm I, I, but you know i've spoken to many people who do watch the championship so i'm, I'm sort of half aware of what's happening at, at the top we level also notice as well just this is a, uh, as a united fan that clearly they have good coaches because kieran mckenna he's the ipswich coach and he's come from being united assistant just some coach to ipswich in third and carrick as some coach to boring in third and they're doing a cracking job so mm -hmm. clearly they can get coaches it's just everywhere else is a shit show <laughs> in, it. in the club. So, yeah. So, uh, so we'd have uh, uh, Burnley, 
Borough to survive. Someone from the Prem. Who did you say, Leeds? Burnley, Borough and Leeds, I think. I think Leeds have the squad compared to Bournemouth and Southampton. Yeah. To, I'd go for that. Yeah, and then the bottom three, yeah, the and then, one teams. And then, yeah, they'd be like Southampton and between Southampton and Bournemouth in the gap and then, then yeah. three at the bottom, yeah. Indeed. Sorry, if, sorry League One. Don't watch you. Not sorry, League One, but you, but you stink of piss. Sorry about that. <laughs> You're League One for a reason. <laughs> uh, yeah, not even League uh, Get it right. Um... Uh, Liam asks, uh, th thank you for your question, Kante. Liam asks, why is Haaland lost the Nunez debate? Oh, it's one for you. He hasn't. Enjoy. Oh, I was just going to say he hasn't. Shall we move on? Uh, this is, wait, this question has come after him doing nothing against Bournemouth as yeah. well. They, they, there's this weird sort of uh, counter thing has come in, come in where people are like unironically saying now that Nunez has actually won the debate and he's actually a better player. I don't know where it's come oh, from. So it's so the odd. season. So how many how many games got left in the season now? 10, 11? 11 games, something like that. Eleven, twelve games left. In that time, Nunez has got to do a heck of a lot to say he's got to score like three. He's got to score a hat trick every game to have the argument of he's won the debate. Yeah, I just, it, well, they, they try to these people try to say, oh, he's a better all round player. It's like, oh, so what is fucking Gabriel Jesus better than Holland as well? Oh, no, obviously, Holland isn't. Holland is an out and out number nine. Nunez is a bit of like a nine slash. You could play him out wide and stuff. He's a different type of player. Yeah, ju ju just because a player does stuff differently doesn't mean that they're better. It's like no, not at all. Not at all. It's, it's, it's just stupid. It's like oh well. play differently. Oh, Holland doesn't dribble, so therefore, and Nunez is better at dribbling. If we, if it was a FIFA card, it's all, shut up, you. Not you, Liam, but I, just generally. Berbatov has one of the best first touches that I've ever seen. I want to say he's the best striker I've ever bloody seen at United. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, it's this weird debate of, oh, we technical yeah. ability. Yeah. I was like, oh, do one, mate. Uh, but Good there we him. go. He the goals. That's his job. And KX, last right, question, asks... This is a really funny one. If you woke up and everyone on Earth had just fucked off, what would you do? Let's just kind of just applaud the wording of that. We just need to applaud the wording of that. Uh, so basically, the question is: If you were the last person on earth, what what would you do? I suppose I would uh, go mental. I I it, I'd I'd wait. To be fair, if I'm going off a day in the life of Gasky, I wouldn't get a mental one, so I wouldn't know for a few hours. <laughs> I'd just be like chilling and I'd go. Uh, see my roommates. Oh, he's not here. Okay, cool. I'll look out the window. He's dead. I'd be like, hmm. I wouldn't think anything of it, me. No. I mean, if I was going to work, and I'd be like, <laughs> that'd be confusing. I, I think first, then, of, first of all, I would, you know, assess the situation, get uh, safe, get food. Be fair, everyone will shit the bed. You'd be like, oh yeah, my yeah. god, oh my god. Yeah, you go through like you know a week or a month of crying and yeah. oh, let, yourself, let yourself just. Right, okay, yeah. we need to figure but, this shit know, out. But then. once you get yeah. over that, yeah, you need to get some food. Yeah, so get get your food, um, get your shelter and all that stuff, because obviously you're not going to have to put the heating on because there's no power coming in. So get your shelter, get that all sorted out. But Here's then, one. Oh. Here's one, though, right? You've gone into the supermarket to do all your, get all your shit. Do you still leave money or do you just leave it? Definitely not. No, I'd be going <laughs> mental. I'd be vandalizing everything. I'd be kicking things. I'd be running around the street naked. Why be... would you? Why you decide to go? Why you decide to go? I'm going to just take my clothes off I now. I can do what I want. Because I'm the last man on earth. I, I can do what I want. Uh, no, not, I love how not at one point you thought, 
where is everyone? You just gone. No, you you do you do you do that and stuff like the first few weeks, and but then but then you concede and you're like, well, I'm I'm on my own. I just need to make the most of this. You just have fun. You have a whale of a time, don't you? Can we all just say that, um, just listeners? Nobbins has just said that very high up on his list, he wants to run around naked if everyone was on the planet. That's that is too high up the list. I'm sorry, (laughs) it's too high. But wouldn't you just do whatever you you do whatever you wanted, wouldn't you? Yes, but running around naked would be quite far down. There's lots of other things. Yeah, I but I do, do. It, you do it at some point, though, wouldn't you? I want to go in Buckingham Palace. I want to see what the shit's going on in there. I want to see what's going on. See I want what... to go down the street and be like, do they actually do anything in there? Is the papers and stuff? Yeah, exactly. You just explore, wouldn't you? It's like, are you breaking into yeah, houses? Well, it depends how you're feeling. <laughs> um, yeah, I'd do that. You know, I'd befriend, because uh, it still says everyone. So there's still animals. I'd have cats. Of oh, dogs. Yeah, I guess the only, oh, yeah, oh that would be good cat. because there's no humans left. Oh, you'd have to look after all the dogs, wouldn't you? Because they don't well, die. So you, being being from the UK, just you'd have to you obviously have to get a boat, but you, you're kind of limited to where you can go or travel. I mean, you know, but for one person, the a country is pretty big. You're not going to get bored, yeah. are you? It's a whole country. Like, well, I want to go and see what's going on in America. Why is it all so weird? Oh, he's stuck, I'm stuck over here. Unless you want to, to, to row there, you have to build a ship like the Vikings, yeah. Like Noah, take all my animals with me. Like Noah, <laughs> yeah, take all the dogs. That cause, let's go, let's go. The, right, here's a here's a thing, Gasky. If dogs were humans, we'd all be dead. Do you know what I mean by that? The eagles. No, I mean, no. If, if so, if if humans didn't exist, but dogs were humans, then the the human race would end. Because they can't look after themselves. Yeah. Because they're so yeah, dependent they, on humans. Yeah, they just eat their own shit and stuff. Whereas cats them. can look after themselves they're dependent. That's why they're clear. Oh, whoa. Well, I've had this debate. Maybe, maybe that's one for next time. And not knob gas. Maybe ooh. that's a question so we'll for the future. Question, just so we go a bit of a debate. Cats about versus dogs. Indeed. Yeah. Uh, but there we go. Uh, I don't even think we really need to preview the Champions League that much. Gasky City play Leipzig. Hopefully they win. Um, Real Madrid play Liverpool. Real Madrid are going to win. I mean, if, if Liverpool win that tie, I will... I'm trying to think. I'll tell you what. I will... My roommate supports Liverpool. I will wear... It won't fit me, but I'll, I'll put his Liverpool shirt over mine. Excellent stuff. There you go. That's a potential forfeit for Gasky. I'm going to regret this. Uh, <laughs> today... Uh, there will be no podcast next week because I'm on a holiday, uh, so I therefore will not be able to do it. Ooh, obviously, right, <laughs> but you're you're going away. Which month is it? I'm going uh, good good the Good Friday weekend, so the it's Easter Monday, so there won't be a podcast that week either. When's that? What month is that? The sixth of April. Okay, cool. I think yeah. So uh, that, that's just just a future FYI. Uh, that's the state of play there. Uh, hopefully, uh, I mean, the draw happens this Friday, so we'll, uh, we'll be able to talk about that and all the other games. It's, in fact, I think it's international break, isn't oh. it? Yeah, as well, yeah. yeah, yeah. The draw the draw for Europe after this is the oh, it's the final now, isn't it? They do quarter and semi at the same they? time. I think they do. Ooh. I think they, do, they, they put them on each side so you know who you'd play to the final. Oh, I, I thought that they... I'm sure they do. I'm sure they did last year. I thought year. they padded it out. Um, maybe I'm wrong, I don't know. Oh, sure. yeah, I hope sure you're right, because that'd be interesting. I might be wrong, but we'll see. Uh, I, 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 I think I, I, th- I think you might be right, yeah. I hope you are. Anyway, we will uh, find out uh, what happens there. Are City even going to be there? Uh, will we, will oh. United be in the Champions League quarterfinals? Uh, we will have to... Just just finish this up, man. Find out. <laughs> they aren't! <laughs> they aren't! They're playing on Thursdays! 
Hey. <laughs> what? <laughs> Say it. I was, I, was very, I was cold last Thursday. It's not nice. <laughs> <laughs> it was blizzards and everything. It was horrendous. Guys, I really hope you've enjoyed uh, the podcast. Uh, as I say, a reminder, no podcast next week. Um, but there will be one the week after. If you haven't already given us a five-star review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, then I hate you and hope you burn in a pit of fire and spew. Go rank us now! Good fans. Right. No. You good fans though. Good good fans. I've been Nobbins. I've been Gasky. And we'll see you guys next time. Goodbye guys. Bye bye.